bringing you his authentic perspectives on important topics. They live in suburbs together. They live in the city together. They hang out together, all in the same family. We're the only idiots that fight because we want our voice to only be on one side. Like, does that even make any sense? And when the side loses, you lose everything. They, on the other hand, have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer my question, though. Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people up... Nah, if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, they can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house. Frank, candid, and straight to the point. This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris. Sponsored by Concordia University on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man. Give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the common council president and the common council, show me. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio at the Avenue in the heart of downtown Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris. Listening to the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. In the afternoon, I'm your host, Dr. Ken. Now I can hear myself. All right. Well, just like we said the other day, it was Thursday. Today is Friday. Nothing changes. We just roll with it. Thank you for being here. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, and this is the Truth Roundtable. Figures it would happen with all guys, right? So, you know, uh, from the breaking, I never know how to say it, the breaking newsroom or the WTMJ breaking, how, how do you, how do you WTMJ say WTMJ breaking news center. It's a whole center. The mic doesn't stay on. Really? Wow. I'm going to move. I just wanted to do the intro. You can hear me. <laughs> this is fun. It's it's Friday. That's all. In I'm every saying. sense of the word. We also have uh, director of content, Mr. Kyle Wallace, here with us today. How you doing here, Ken? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Happy to happy to be here. I haven't uh, I haven't sat on this side. Anytime I filled in, I've usually either sat there or sat there. So this is a different uh, different spot for me. But I uh, like it. Get to harass you. Yeah, DZ, DZ is here too. If you want to kick in and chime in and. But he's he does he looks indisposed at the time, so locked Producer. in and focused. Yeah, locked yeah. in, locked in and focused. So I've been talking. I, I think I sent to each of you some uh, topics and things I wanted to look at. Um, luckily, 
thankfully, we have different perspectives here. We have different uh, ways of views. Luckily, both of you are younger than me, so I'll be interested to uh, combined probably here. Wow, yeah. combined. Let me see combined. That's the kind of heat, kind of heat I'm That's bringing from nice. Wow. <laughs> I know. I know. I look wow. young. I ain't that. Hey, young, I'm Mike. still taller than him, so I'm not really worried about yeah, anything. Unless, <laughs> unless, unless, unless Mike is what 26 years sure, old. Sure, sure. Let's say that, Kyle. Uh, let's say that. Yeah, yeah he's 26. dreaming. He's dreaming. <laughs> That's a nice no, but seriously. So you you have a, a what I like to call a decorated journalism background. Oh, wow, why? Because he graduated from the greatest school in the Midwest, Illinois State. That's University. true. Proud alumni, proud, proud Redbird, Redbird baby. baby. All right, as did I. And so I, I find it interesting. You know, Kyle went to some school around here. Uh, proud of alumni. UWI the Warhawk. I'm proud of Warhawk. We got a great program. Oh. WBA winning award winning program. Warhawk got seven years of my money. I, I feel you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I get it. But um, we're going to look at some topics today because I think it's time we start looking toward the future. The election is finally over. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about election exhaustion. And just I'm just tired of hearing about it. I'm just tired of talking about it. I'm tired of people talking to me about it. I'm tired of hearing stories. And I still don't know what happened on 620 WTMJ when I was on there because I was on there for election coverage. I think after about 930, my brain turned off. I have no idea what I said. People were telling me, oh, it was so funny. You were both like talking, but you really weren't saying anything. I said, yeah, no, because nothing happened. Nothing changed. Nothing. So we'll hit that. Um, the budget debacle. I don't really understand what we're doing with the budget. We got to vote on the twenty second, mm-hmm. and is it going to pass or? Do you want to get my opinion now? We're going to wait. Or is this we'll, we'll wait. set up? Okay, we'll wait. okay, okay, we'll wait. okay. We'll wait. And then we want to talk about twenty twenty three Milwaukee. Um, you ever see the sitcom Futurama? Love it. That's what I think about Milwaukee. Milwaukee is Futurama. If you were to wake up a year from now, what would Milwaukee be like? Like next year, November 18th, what would it be? So we'll, we'll talk about that. And then we'll get to um, our winners and losers and positive people in this month and other people that have done really dumb stuff. You can't include me in the group, though. In dumb Just stuff, so. I can, right? Or no? no. See, okay. <laughs> so now I got two people here I got to deal with. Well, I'm happy to be here, um, Ken. I'm glad to have you. But I want to start out with what exactly is the black agenda for Milwaukee moving forward? We're we're done with the election. Um, I'm interested in different perspectives. I have mine. But Mike, you're in journalism. You you see you see and read the news every single day. Yep. And so you kind of have a grasp on things that happen in neighborhoods, things that happen on the south side, north side, because you because you have to. It's your job. You're still managing editor, right? I am. I am. So at least as of uh, this morning, I was my key card worked to let me in. So (laughs) as it did us all. (laughs) And so what 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 do you see um, from your perspective, which is which is actually what I'm looking for as a as a white male? I don't even know where he lives. Um, South side, South Milwaukee. Side. Yep, yep, yep. Um, how do you see? How do you view the north side of Milwaukee? That's a great question. Um, unfortunately, 
when we f- I first got here, you view it as a place that you read about on the police scanners, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But that was about it. I and now I do say I or I do think the North Side does have a an untold story, right? Like all we know is we say this happened on Locust and whatever, right. and then we, you know, most people just move on. They have no idea where it is. But I, I see it as a, a neighborhood. Do you want to refer to it as like a, a neighborhood or a part of town that I think does have a story to tell that just cannot, for some reason, get enough positive press to be able to start telling that story. I think downtown Milwaukee, maybe eight years ago, sort of had that, maybe not eight, maybe 10 years ago, okay. sort of had this same kind of issue where you could have eight positive things happen. But then one negative thing happens and everyone goes, and that's all you oh, well, that's Milwaukee. Yeah, uh, That's what's going to happen when you're yeah. downtown. So I think it is unfortunate that that is all that we learn about on the north side. I don't know if that answers your question. Yes, or it not. does. What, what my, yes, it yeah. does. Kyle, what do you think before we go to break? That, to answer the question of what is the perception or? Yeah, what is, what is the perception of, of black Milwaukee? No, I, I think the perception of black Milwaukee, to be quite frank and honest, is that it is a place where there's a lot of despair a place where there is poverty a place where there is a lot of struggle a place where there is a lot of crime uh, I, I think those are the labels that the north side of milwaukee get though i think it's very unfair for the north side of milwaukee to have that because i've been a proponent of the fact that we are so busy focusing on the bottom 25 percent of the community is that the top 75 the mass majority don't get the highlights or don't get recognized. So unfortunately for somebody who doesn't live on the North side, somebody who lives on the South side of Milwaukee, somebody that lives in the suburbs, somebody lives in uh, Waukesha, what they see in their perception of Milwaukee is built on what they see in the news, not what they actually interact with. And so I told the story about the fact that I knew somebody who uh, worked for a, a sheriff's worked for local sheriff office here, Milwaukee County Sheriff's office uh, doesn't work there anymore, but isn't from Milwaukee And the only time he interacted with individuals from Milwaukee was when he had to pull somebody over or he had to uh, 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 apprehend somebody. So the perception that he got from his his interactions and what he saw in the news became the reality of what he thought the city was versus what the city actually is, which is honestly – Milwaukee is a thrive a thriving area for African Americans. There are areas that can be improved, but you have areas that are a, a middle class African American families who are well to do who still live in Milwaukee and thriving in Milwaukee. There's more of us than there there is of those who are struggling, and I think the perception of Milwaukee is the the problem. And I don't mean to jump on you at all, Kyle, but that that's a perfect way to say it. That's what I was trying to to get at. I'm from St. Louis, so. Uh, and that is what that is a city to me that is struggling and cannot get out of its own way, and not because of crime numbers or anything like that. But when you look at St. Louis compared to Milwaukee, when you talk about an overall strategic plan, the city of Milwaukee, no matter what neighborhood you're in, is miles ahead of where a community like a St. Louis is. Just really? Because, yeah. Well, they hmm. planned it smartly here. Like there was a cohesive plan for the city of Milwaukee. They said we want to prioritize this area. Right now, for us, it's what downtown near West Side, where where Pfizer Forum is. But we have an idea for this thing. We're going to focus on this, and then hopefully, when the process I think we're in right now is that it's going to grow from there. In St. Louis, it was well, we want to prioritize this area over here, but then we also want to do something by Bush Stadium over here, and they didn't ever connect. So you have these little weird pockets of growth and prosperity. I don't even know if it's prosperity, but growth, but it doesn't connect to anything. Milwaukee, at least you can in my right, eyes, right. look at a center 
that expands out. Now, does it go far enough? No, I don't think so. Obviously, we have neighborhoods that are are asking for for more help and to get growth. But yeah, I think to your point, Kyle, it is growing, and I think there is a strategic vision, which is good to see because that does not happen everywhere. And I want to second what he has to say because oddly enough, I was at the St. Louis airport, which is top top bottom five. Excuse me, bottom five airports. Got to be in America. <laughs> the, the, the airport in St. Louis is it's, it's not great. It's not great. It's no Mitchell. Uh, it, it, it is was, it, it was, was is it like Laguardia in New York? I've I've I heard I, they upgraded Laguardia. I've, I've been to the one in New York. The, here's the thing: I went to the one in St. Louis, and I was warned by the Denise Thomas. Shout out to Denise Thomas. She filled in with DZ today on MK in the morning. She told. Me, don't get stuck in St. Louis, and I had a layover in St. Louis. I got stuck in Charlotte, and she and she told me about this. And when I went there, I thought she was just overhyping how bad it is. It's very old and run down. And the reason why I bring that the reason why I bring that up is I did research about what the original plan was and how they wanted to really be the gateway and how they wanted to make it big and all this, and it never came to fruition. And that just makes me think about how Milwaukee. You talk about a plan and a vision with General Mitchell Airport for the last decade. They had had a vision about expanding. Exactly, being that other airport people drive to instead of going flying out of Chicago. So, getting adding a Southwest, adding a uh, we just had this week uh, adding adding a Spirit Airlines, adding a uh, a Sun Country, and adding all these different he, he airlines. Just stuck and, on Spirit and Sun Country. I, lo- I Boy, like. I it. And so, what what I'm saying is to to what Mike was saying, it, it does feel like Milwaukee at least does have some type of vision and understanding who we are and our limitations and where we can actually grow at. Right. Uh, right. Not saying we always succeed, but to what Mike was saying, I don't know much about St. Louis, but in my experience with the airport and me actually starting to read and do the look at the history of the airport, it may seem like at least Milwaukee might understand who we are, which helps us grow. Well, before we go to break, talking text line, Bug said that didn't answer the question. I guess he's talking to both of y'all. Northside is troubled and needs help. It's true. Although it's the 25%, as Kyle says, that's enough to have to address the problem. The white male journalist cannot speak freely about this because he'd get canceled or fears backlash Uh, do we do we as a black community focus and this is a question do we focus too much on those who don't have than focus on those that do have we focus on those who don't have we we put so much energy in those who don't and again i am one of those who is guilty of focusing on how can we uplift as sherwin say lift all boats how can we focus and do that but from my experience in dealing with the white community the white community isn't focused on lifting all boats. They're no, focused they're on lifting their, their specific com- their boat in their yes. specific community. Right. Like they want to invest in their community, their area. How can they have that block that they have or that area they have thrive and grow? Not saying that's a that's a negative thing or a positive thing. I'm just saying the perception that they have is very different in the way they go about it. And we're so focused on the bottom 25%, we have allowed that to be who they say we are and people say that we are when that's just not true. But it's also true. Well, for someone to say that somebody that's white couldn't talk about something that's black for me is ridiculous because we do it every day. That's very true. I, I talk about white people quite a bit in my life. Right. So <laughs> it's just it's just it, it doesn't make any sense to me. When we come back, I want to I want to I want to dive into it a little more cuz we're going to be here for a bit. 833-212-1017 is the number if you want to talk, hit us with a text, whatever you want to do. We are right here. This is the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, the Truth app and 1017thetruth.com.
You are listening to The Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app and 1017thetruth.com. Last night, people protesting in Minneapolis escalated as demonstrators were lashed by tear gas and rubber bullets. The main message here, the main message here, message here, is that they want to see those officers involved. They want to see those officers arrested. Officers arrested. arrested, Trade my 4x4 for GC3, ain't no more fearless feet. I gave him chance, a chance, a chance again. I even told him, please. I find it crazy the police to shoot you and know that you did, but still tell you to freeze. Nobody seen what I seen. I guess that mean hold him down if he say he can't breathe. It's too many mothers just grieving. They killing us for no reason. Been going on for too long to get even. Throw us in cages like dogs and hyenas. I went to court and they sent me to prison. My mama was crushed when they said I can't leave. First I was drunk, then I sobered up quick when I heard all that time that they gave it to Ali. He got a license plus. We just some products of our you're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Truth Roundtable, Kyle Wallace, Mike Spaulding from the Breaking News Center. I'd say, like, I, ne- I never get it right. What but, gave away that I was white? Was it my name or did you say it on the air? I missed it. It was your voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you also did mention, though he's not black. Or oh, okay. Something like that. okay. I feel like you, you said missed, that. Okay, I, right? missed I missed that. Part. Let the truth get in the way of a good story, dude. Like, what's up, what's up with I that? I thought you did. I'm sorry. I'm okay. not sure. I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like he can be Cuban. You yep, look like you can't be Cuban. You, oh, sure. He's, yeah. But I can no, see. actually, hang on. Asian. Yeah, correct. My dad's Chinese. Say, you look like you can be Asian, too. Yeah, my dad's Chinese. Look at that. My mom Italian. We can go through my whole history if you want, but I think that's that's good. Well, he can speak so on his culture. So you're cursed. Yeah, I'm cultured. So you're cursed with dark hair no matter what. Oh, yeah. There was no <laughs> chance. There was no chance anything else was happening. Them jeans said Other black. than that, yeah. But, no, your hair's black. But I want it black. Yeah. I'm lucky I didn't have brown eyes, too. There you go. You know, so. There you go. Yeah. 833-212-1017 is the number. So it, it's, so. During the break, when Kyle left, we were talking. We were talking about something, and allyship came up, and and the whole um, the difference between an advocate and an ally. Mm-hmm. And you said something that I thought was kind of profound. Can you can you repeat that? Sure. So uh, my cousin is black, and she lives with us. She's a graduate student at UWM, and you know we we chat every now and again. Now and again, and uh, she brought up the fact that you know the difference between being an, an ally and an advocate. And she said it's easy to be an ally. And I think this kind of goes into what we were talking about with right. help and all that kind of stuff. It's it's one thing to be an ally. It's a different thing to be an advocate. And an advocate is you're actually not only saying and throwing money at a problem or saying we stand with you, but it's actually going and investing your time, your money, your resources into helping something right. be better. Right. And so I was I was saying, did we really ask for allies? Like they just popped up and hey, we're gonna help you and do this, and, this. and it's like it's almost like you're taking over my life again, when I didn't ask you to take over my life. And so this this agenda we have for the city that we need, I haven't really seen one. Like I don't know where the city's going. I I do think that the city. Has a vision now. Not saying I agree with everything with the vision, but I, I do see that the vision is not so much focused on the areas that I'm at right now. We are a city that is pushing development, whether it's renovating houses, 
whether it's developing houses or whether it's developing properties, whether you're trying to put something industrial somewhere or whether you're trying to put developments in downtown Milwaukee or attract business in downtown Milwaukee, the focus in downtown is attract business and build condos and apartments. And the focus on the north, um, the north side of Milwaukee is rehabbing houses and trying to you know do something with those neighborhoods. I don't hear too much about industry. I hear about industrial areas, as I just saw a plan about potentially putting an industrial area where Northridge Mall was, uh, was a plan that they right. had before. And so right. th- that to me is that that's cool and all. Aesthetically, it doesn't look nice. I don't think it brings a, a quality of life st- activities for you to participate in. Now, it may raise the quality of life based off jobs, but I don't think there's enough of an emphasis in, on the north side of Milwaukee and trying to increase education and then also increase opportunities with jobs, only housing. So what happened to Northridge? So I think my understanding, even though it could be wrong, is that Northridge used to be the place to move other than Sherman Park, right? I've made it. I'm a newly graduated college student and I moved to, like when I, when I first got here, I drove through there in 93 and I went wow this is pretty nice like, very nice my aunt used to live over there if I had an apartment I would love to move here the problem was somebody did that thing called affordable housing and once that happened you started to see the whole neighborhood change and then it just went down and I looked up one day and you know shootings and robberies and carjackings and all sorts of things and I don't know where it came from it just Happen. So, so to me, we're going back to the allyship and we're talking about helping and what does help actually look like and, and sound like moving somewhere and building a development, an apartment complex, a condo complex in a, in a neighborhood that's maybe fallen into uh, some disrepair. Like, who is that helping? Right. If you're building my wife's from the south side of Chicago, they had a Whole Foods built in Inglewood. Why? For, for who? Four years later, it closed. Right. Because who can afford right. to shop there? Right. Like that, to me, that's that's irresponsible. That's the use of allyship that doesn't make any sense. Well, who you asked for this? Exactly. We asked for a grocery store. We didn't ask for, <laughs> you know what I mean? $14 wait a minute, wait a minute, pound wait. of chicken. They built a Whole Foods in Inglewood. And the mayor was there. All the uh, aldermen were there. Uh, Big, beautiful building. Every TV uh, station was there because it was a, such a quote-unquote great story. In who, Inglewood? Yeah. Just closed. Four years. Just I'm closed. from Chicago. Cop for 29 years, carried a gun, off duty, don't go to Inglewood. Well, I don't know. I only that's know Inglewood, California, Inglewood. so I don't know. That's why I don't go to Inglewood. But either way, that's such wow. a false, that's a, that to me, that's like such a false misnomer of we tried yes, to is. help. Yes, it is. It's yeah. like, it's irresponsible. And I would understand that if there is communities in Milwaukee or wherever it is that says, we don't want your help because when your help comes, look what happens. That, to me, is like a perfect shining example of we didn't ask for your help. We don't want it because you never asked us what we need. Very you just true. you thought this is going to help because suburban neighborhoods and communities have Whole Foods. So. Well, well, I know better than you for you. You know that. Right? Yeah. Okay. No, I do. I trust every word that you tell me, Ken. <laughs> You're listening to Truth Roundtable. Mike Spaulding, Kyle Wallace. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. See if I can get it right. Traffic. Sports and weather up next. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
This is the Truth Roundtable on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. We deserve from the very thing heaven and earth is what word is. Good. California. Hey, they better call a paramedic in the street. They got leverage in the street. I'm a California and I'm heavy in the streets. 22 or 23, I'm heavy with the heat. Hit you with the top paramedic, can't save you. Really in the field, come on, bro, I know that ain't you. 2018, hell no, I ain't go you, go to TDE and SOB, we can't lose. Man, that's just something I can't relate to. Turn on the gang, that's just something that I can't do. Touch a milk, then get your bands up. With the gang, yeah, I had the man up one fish in the air. I ain't finna put my hands up. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon Truth Roundtable. Mike Spaulding, I almost said Dr. Kyle Wallace. Did they do this? <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was almost 833 1017 is the number. Uh, Talking Text Line says, hard to applaud the accomplishments of the 75. When so-called 25 is causing so much havoc, it requires 100% of the attention. No, it doesn't. Anybody that's doing that much havoc does not deserve 25%, 100% of the attention. They really don't. And talking text line, Brian said Jeffrey Anderson happened to Northridge. He killed his wife, blamed on a black kid wearing a black hat, who I actually know because he's one of our frat brothers. Uh. Uh, that sold that soul stigma destroyed the mall from then on. So you let one white guy come in and check that that doesn't make any sense to me. That that doesn't make any sense. Y'all ready to take a call? Yeah, why not? Eight three three two one two one zero one seven. Does Mike understand the way our callers operate around here? I've listened. Okay, just making sure now. All right, well, it's different being in it, but I, I have listened. Mister Moore, you're on the new one zero one seven. The truth. <laughs> Is he having phone problems again? Yep. He gone. He gone. 833 is the number. The agenda for Milwaukee was um, one of the topics we were going to talk about. But then how can we have an agenda when we did the budget pass? And then he vetoed some stuff. They yep. added stuff yep. to the budget. Yep. And, he partial vetoed. And now we got to wait to see if they're going to vote to override the veto correct you think they will and will overriding the veto literally add like like where's the money coming from well i think that's been the city county's whole problem for a a decade now right like it it, the way i see there's no real way to kind of cut your way out of this i don't think which no you you can't you know which i think we've heard mayor johnson and and the county exec talk about over and over again. You can't keep cutting and slashing because that does no good for anybody. Um, it, they're, they're, no, they're between a rock and a hard place. Right now, it's where do we want to lose money at? You know, What's important for us to fund as we continue to lose money? And that's a really difficult conversation to have. Hmm. I'm, of, I, I'm an advocate, ironically, of you either cut the pie or you make the pie bigger. You, you you just make the pie bigger. That's it, right? So businesses that come to the city, if you want to bring them to the city, put them in the neighborhood. Build up the community around that. And then, you know, like a, um, 
like a, I don't know who owns them now, Aurora Advocate. They didn't. They got sold again, right? Like they they literally created that neighborhood across the street from District Six, right? Then all of a sudden, they had housing behind it, and then they got a parking structure. Then they own the houses up this street, and then they sold them, and and they created an infrastructure of growth on the south side near Twenty Seventh in Oklahoma. We need somebody when they come to the city and want to, well, I guess you can tell me, what do you think about it? Bringing a business to the city, but telling them you have to do not what Masterlock did, come into the city, build, grow, and then leave and go to Oak Creek. You need to stay here where people can walk to work, where people can work, have jobs, build up the community. Now the flip side to that is now you're going to get, you know, higher taxes, homes are going to cost more, so you're going to pay more in taxes, which might have a detrimental effect. I don't know. Thoughts? Well, I mean, they try to attract businesses. The one piece we're missing here is, as a business and corporation, what is my incentive to build in an area that I will not have a workforce that lives around that area? And my workforce they don't live in that area, and now they have to drive to go into that area. And they may say, no, nah, I'm not going to work there because I just choose not to have to drive through the city of Milwaukee in order to get to work. Are you insinuating that there are bad areas in the black community on, in the north side of I'm, Milwaukee? I'm not insinuating. I'm telling you. Uh, well, that's, what, that's what I'm establishing. And if you're not from the area, I don't know if you're too keen if you want to work in a certain, a certain space. And this is why when we turn down... Um, the, the butcher, no, I shouldn't say the butcher, the meat packing, the meat yep. packaging plant that yep. ended up getting turned down in Oak Creek as well. For some reason, uh, the name of them is escaping me right now. But when we, when we turn them down, people were like, oh, we don't want that in our backyard and all this, which is, that's understandable. That's fine. But what they were trying to do is they were trying to move to where a lot of their employees come from. Right. And so what we have to understand is that we beggars can't be choosers because if you wait and keep choosing, we're going to have an area that. We talked about Talgo was supposed to be there. We're Walker's administration. We are now about to be in Tony Evers' second administration. We're talking about something that was stopped during Walker's <laughs> administration. That is that is two administrations and four times six going to be what? Help me, please. Twelve years. Twelve years. Twelve years, yeah, and we're still talking. We're still talking about still a waiting. space that is wide open. Uh, I believe Ka, uh, Kamatsu was supposed mm-hmm. to be potentially. That was a space there over there, uh, the, the city century, city century city. Mm-hmm. That was the area they were looking at. But they, what they decide? They decide to move in downtown Milwaukee. Right. So you got to understand is that what is the incentive for these companies to move in these areas if they offer them nothing? Like they offer, don't offer them a workforce. They don't offer them places that they can go to lunch across the street. They don't offer their employees the opportunity to have something just around them that they enjoy. They don't offer them 100% safety knowing that they never know what could happen in the area. So that's all I'm saying is that I don't you, – you beggars can't be choosers. That is – that's how I'll wrap it up. Beggars can't be choosers, and I feel like we're begging for something, but we're also being very specific about what we want, and we're getting nothing. Wow. Well, what's the flip side to that then? Okay, you don't want it in your backyard, which again, yeah, a, a, a meat packing facility, probably not the nicest thing. Any real type of industry, whether you're talking about the the redevelop or the development of a space or the redevelopment of a space like Northridge Mall. It is 100% understandable to not want that in your community because what happens is you have young families who are looking to buy a home, whether it's their first or second, third or whatever it is, you're driving through and you go, well, I don't want to live off of 76th Street because the street's too busy, people drive too fast. I think that same 
uh, th- that same feeling lingers when you look and you see that there are industrial facilities inside of a quote unquote neighborhood. That's kind of a hard sell. Like, wouldn't you rather see a school inside of a neighborhood or something along those lines? Okay, but th- then what's the alternative? The alternative can't just be give up and go, oh, we don't know. We tried to put something here, right? You, you, is there more responsible ways to help people get transportation? Is there more, you know, is there easier ways to get people to where they need to go and things along those lines? And that's the stuff when you're talking about a budget being cut and budget difficulties, you don't even have the opportunity to explore stuff like that because then you know you're going to go, we want to do this new and different, but we got to cut from something that's already established. And that's a hard pill to swallow. If you're talking about the library in my neighborhood that you're going to close, that's a tough pill to swallow yeah. for me. Why yeah, would I support is. a new bus line? on the other side of town when I'm going to lose my library that I use all the time. It's just cutting, cutting, cutting is not going to work. The Making the pie bigger is exactly what I think they need to do. All right. 833-212-10. We got time to take a quick call. Mr. Moore, you're on the new 1017 The Truth. How are you? Hey, take this commercial. Don't, I'm not going to be, this ain't going to be quick. Please do. We need you to be quick. That's why we're waiting. This, 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 this is not going to be quick. Okay, listen. Okay, listen. This, 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 is my, this is how I see it. If if we would stop allowing people to come to Wisconsin and living off the government in Wisconsin, the, the, the crime will stop. Okay, Northridge. But does that really happen? I mean, North- does that still happen? Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I had a, a, a niece and an auntie to try to go out to Vegas with bags. They they game playing. I mean, uh, bus tickets and Sunday butt back here. Sunday ass right back to Milwaukee. They don't. They don't know. You got to be working or working or got some kind of job lined up here. No, we don't. We ain't taking that. And that's how these. That's how Wisconsin should be. Okay. Uh, a lot. I don't know where people come from, but it's it's all this. North Northridge was a beautiful place. Yes, it was uh, around. Um, Al Smith was a beautiful place, but when these different individuals start coming here and these jobs start leaving, and that crack academic hit, then it just with the in a handbag. Okay. So yeah, we we need we need that Al Smith to be open back up and let that um the train the I mean when they're gonna build them trains. That, that ideal needs to go there. All right. Okay, go ahead. Thank you much. 833-212-1017. When we come back, I want to explore. I don't know how to say it, so I'm going to be nice. We need to explore what changes we have to make in this city to make it prosper next year. Otherwise, I think we're in for a rude awakening. More of The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harrison is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. More of The Truth Roundtable is next on the new 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. We're going to give y'all one more chance to get it right. Just one more chance. Mike Spaulding, Kyle Wallace, I'm Dr. Ken Harris. Truth Roundtable. I'm, I'm sad. I, I think Mike said something during the break that just made me sad. He says he's four deficits. What was that? I didn't you're... say I'm four deficits. I just don't care about the deficit. <laughs> you don't care about the deficit. Just run it up. Run it up. I'm Who's going to pay? What do you mean? So America is how many trillions of dollars in debt? What does that mean? I don't like him. What? You... He makes too much sense. Right? Who's going to pay the bill? <laughs> like what? It, it doesn't. Right? It doesn't it'll, matter. It'll balance eventually. If we got trillions of dollars in debt, there's no way that it really matters. That's right? true. That's true. That's all I'm saying. I'm not pro deficit. It's sort of like you have enough you 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 have enough um equity in your house to keep taking loans, but then you keep paying your mortgage to give you equity to take out the loan. Mm-hmm. It'll just never end. You'll just keep yeah. paying and paying yeah, and paying matter. and paying. China's gonna come here and be like, All right, you owe us this much money. That's not gonna happen. I don't think we owe China that much money. Come on. Well, but any, you know what I mean? Like any country, it doesn't matter. He's so positive. (laughs) It's like student loan debt. Look, I'm so far in the red. It's, I'll pay it off eventually. We'll get there. I doubt it, but okay. Keep, keep believing that. I'm I'm not. (laughs) That is true. You're not. 833-212-1017 is the number. Madison said we had the speed train wanting to come to Milwaukee and Walker shut it down. Well, it's not that we'll, that Walker just shut it down. He shut down, like literally, if, if we had the train, we wouldn't have a $5.8 billion um, surplus right now. Because what they wanted to do with the train, had it done what it was supposed to do. See, part of it is that when the government gives you something and says, I'm going to give it to you for free, but down the road, you got to pay for it, that's not good. Hey, I'm going to give you this house. It's a it's a two million dollar house, dude, and I'm gonna pay for it for five years. You're like, great, but the paperwork says that you take over the payments in five years. You can't afford it now. You're not gonna be able to afford it in five years when inflation hits and prices go up. And then they started adding. Well, I wanted to stop, which I really didn't understand why I went from Milwaukee Intermodal Station to the airport in Madison. This is weird. So we're, we're gonna send it, but. Well, I wanted to stop at O'Connell Walk. Well, well, what about Jefferson County? Well, well, what about the outskirts of Dan? By the time we're done, it's no longer a high-speed train. It's just a regular train. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And now we're going to build it, spend billions of dollars, and now we got to pay for it. So I get why Scott Walker said, nah, we're not going to do that. That's like somebody giving your kid a car. It's brand new. It's it's a it's a Mercedes truck, right? GL yeah. GLC. And then, oh, you're fine. I mean, the money would have been nice. The additional money would have saved us on the infrastructure. The eight hundred billion that would have came with it. But additional money. I mean, it would have been ni- it would have been nice. I mean, I wouldn't have used a train. Heck, I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't I don't take trains. I take planes. You take Frontier. Style. Sure do. Yep. Wow. That's, <laughs> cheaper. Wild, That's cheaper than a plane. Go or it's cheaper than the train ticket. <laughs> you, you, you heard him in the beginning, right? Sun Country, mm-hmm. Frontier. Southwest. They haven't even had seats on those planes. <laughs> <laughs> There's no attendance. They just put you on there. Yeah. Good luck. Close the door. Find a seat. It's 40 bucks. <laughs>
I've, I've flown for less. Are you serious? Oh my! Really? One way, yeah. Wow. I think I, I flew round trip to DC one time for like sixty dollars out of Chicago. Did you stand on the? Tr- oh, it was great. It was spirit. The whole family trip. We went down. We went. We took a family trip in December. Got to see the White House before Obama left it. It's fantastic. <laughs> Spirit Airlines. Y'all never took it. So you, you're talking about something you ain't never rode before. Jet Blue. Mm-mm. How many times has Spirit gone down? They say, oh, we're going to turn it to a Spirit. Tell me how many times Spirit went down. I'll wait. I'll wait. Don't worry. Mike, you're you're the journalist here. How many times have you reported about Spirit Airlines going down? I can't recall one single time. Thank you. Point it's because it doesn't fly. Oh, it flies. It's, it like flies. A, it's like a giant it's like a giant Uber. Why is it honey, why is a plane going down the middle of the express? I, I have taken Frontier. I've taken Frontier before. Yeah, I don't like I, Frontier. I made the mistake of taking Frontier one time, Terrifying. never again. Well, you gotta prepare yourself. Yeah, you I gotta prepared. prepare myself for what? No. You gotta prepare yourself to pay extra for it, be able to have a seat where you can lean back. Make sure pay extra for food. <laughs> what? Or bring your own food. You just gotta prepare yourself. Time out. Time out. I yes. gotta pay extra for a seat that actually Reclines. leans back. Yes, absolutely. I'm done. That's where that's I'm where done. you yeah. are. You serious? I enjoyed myself. My two hours without reclining was perfect. I still fell asleep, slobbing, snoring, everything. <laughs> Let me. Moral of the story is, I wasn't too mad no, no, about no. the train not being built. No, no. Moral of the story is, don't travel with Kyle. Yes. Next. Spitting and slobbering all over. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm, I'm sorry, Kyle. Thing. I'm sorry. Oh no. So uh, we're about to take a break. When we come back, I wanna I wanna look at we we. I want to hear what you think about the election. And our buddy, Jesse. Wow, everybody starts laughing. <laughs> Does Mike know who Jesse is? I no. don't know. Uh, Mike no. might not. Yeah. I'm you may not know who Jesse You don't know who Jesse is? No. Mandela Barnes. His real name is His Jesse. His real name is Jesse. His real name is oh, Jesse. Oh, okay. He goes by yeah. Mandela. His middle name is Mandela. That's the same thing we said. Uh, uh, okay. Right. I don't know. It's uh, that whole election just had me. I'm so glad it's over. I'm glad. Although I'll never eat another peanut butter and jelly sandwich in my life. I, I'm, I'm just glad it's over. You know, all the, all the Trump appointees didn't win. The, the, it's just, it's just a weird election. And I've never seen people vote that way either. Never seen them vote that way. So when we come back, I want to I want to talk about the exhaustion that the election caused. The sheer, if I see another commercial, I'm going to literally break my TV. Now, now granted, I wanted to break my TV because I have an old TV and I've been looking at this 75 inch that I have fallen in love with, and it's only like 800 bucks. But then I got to look like what, and so I can't buy the 70. Five inch. Black yeah. Friday shopping? Little yes. Black Friday shopping? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Most definitely. It's an investment. That's what I said. Yeah, but I need a truck to get it home. I got a small car. I'll help you. Okay. You heard it here. You're listening to Truth Roundtable on Truth in the Afternoon. I'm Dr. Ken Harris. We're here with Mike Spaulding from the Breaking News Center at 620 WTMJ, along with our guy, Kyle Wallace. We'll be back in a flash.